This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor. Good morning, one and all. Hey, welcome back, Frank. Hey, you know what? Yeah. 121 this afternoon. No. It's winter. No. I believe it is. Not 121. 1211. Oh. PM. The first mistake I made all year. <laughs> she catches me. Eleven minutes after twelve, it's welcome to winter. And the days get longer. Absolutely. It's That's the getting, best part. It's getting lighter later lately. That's what I'm going to be saying. Really? You just keep saying that. Have a martini and say it. Well, there you go. All right. Another excuse to eat some olives and my greens. <laughs> That's right. Uh, welcome along to the garden show, by the way, in case you're confused. Mm, Lord knows yeah. why wouldn't you be. Charlie Dobbin sits beside me in the studio. Uh, in the uh, control room is James Patrick Dooley, the voice you will hear when you call these numbers to ask a question. And uh, you remember a question. Because our little mantra is call early, call often. One question per call. And the number 416-360-0740 for Toronto. And anywhere else in the province, 1-866-740-4740. And I'm going to give Charlie's uh, email uh, address. And why is that? Well, I was just going to explain that. Yes. Because we had a rather interesting letter that I'd like you to refer to in a moment. I'm here. going to read it. Okay. It's C. Dobbin, that's D O B B I N, at mzmedia.com. Okay. So the deal is uh, we have a listener from quite a ways away in Brussels. We have listeners well, all over the world. I know, but one chap who connected with you that's via right. email. That's right. And his name is uh, Peter Hume. Yeah. He is located just outside Brussels. Uh-huh. And he saw he sent a very nice email. He's actually located in Grimbergen, though I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, like I said, just outside Brussels mm-hmm. in Belgium. He really likes the show. He's a keen gardener. He oh, sent me go. a photograph of his uh, pansies. He loves his pansies, and we did go back and forth on pansies a bit. But he is a, a, a very good listener. Now, of course, it's probably the middle of the night or dinner time or something right now. So he's not listening live. He subscribes to the podcast. Okay? A neat thing to do. And we've said this before. You don't need an iPod to listen to a podcast. <laughs> it's a silly name, but podcasts, all you need is a, is a computer. Right? right. So what Peter does is he does listen to the podcast and he, he gives some reasons for why subscribing to the podcast is a good idea. Because remember, when you subscribe, they just send it right to you. Yeah, you you yeah. just get it delivered into your inbox. It's very easy. So here are the good reasons that Peter lists for subscribing to the Garden Show podcast. Number one, you can go back to past editions, which is fun because mm-hmm. the show is fun, right? Well, we hope so. We try. Yes. Number two, you can actually understand better the second time hearing something. You can stop. You you can stop the podcast. You can go, you know, revi- yeah, yeah. Re- re- rewind or go back. You can hear again a plant name or a web address. You can Google it. You can see a picture or two of what Charlie is talking about. You can go make a cup of tea, and then you can go back to the podcast. <laughs> He's got it all covered. He does. I mean, really. He's so he says podcast is the best, but particularly when it comes to some of the details that we talk about on the show. So I thought that was pretty nice. Uh, and he does work in a business where he himself finds that uh, photographs sent. If a person's having a problem, if they digitally take a picture and email it to him, he can look at the problem. And know what, what he's facing to, to help That's right. Him. And so yep. his recommendation is when you have a problem, rather than trying to describe, you know, speckles on the leaves or even what is this plant, feel free to take a picture and email it to my email address, which is what Frank just gave you. There C. you are. Dobbin at mzmedia.com. So are you ready for Christmas or what? No. No. Uh, I have, well, stocking stuffers. I've got to get... 
basically for die. Uh, and that will be done probably Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Better to not do it today. Uh, yeah. Now, we're not saying anything that hasn't been said before in the last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. We are in for a nasty uh, late afternoon, evening, and uh, tomorrow. tomorrow with this uh, ice storm that uh, apparently is charging through from the from, from the states. From Texas, of all yeah, places. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, wacky. But I, I just to give everybody an update on my experience getting here into downtown Toronto from Richmond yeah. Hill, which is, of course, you know, north of the 401, north of Highway 7 is where I live. In the boonies. Correct, yeah. Nosebleed yeah. country, as my <laughs> brother would say. Um, the, uh, it, it actually was very icy at my house. It was. Uh, you almost wrote in your keister. Pretty much uh, skating. <laughs> I needed skates to get from my front door to my car. Uh, I actually had to go hold the garage. I was going walking the brick with my hands to get to my car and not fall. That's usually the way it is after she goes to a party. <laughs> I was going to say. Know, oh, yeah. Hopefully nobody saw me this morning. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's uh, yeah, it's pure ice at my house. And, of course, those side roads are all pure ice. And then you get out onto the main roads and they've been salted like crazy. Mm-hmm. So And down here it's mild. There, it was all just wet. The drive was mostly wet. Well, there you are. But it's going to deteriorate. Yeah. So do what you're going to do and do it early. All right. So, uh, okay, a couple other things. Well, just you know this, power outages. Oh, boy. Think about if this weather does get as bad as they say, make sure you've got lots of water on hand. You've got your batteries on hand. You've got your blankets, your canned food. In my case, I've got my barbecue. Yeah, Yeah, you know, that's we're going to have to, you know, bring in some wood, light a fire, that sort of thing, perhaps. And I love the fact that the days are getting longer. So, all right. And, oh, one quick thing, if you're... Stocking stuffers, yes. you mentioned, and that you have yeah, some yeah. shopping to do. Something you might want to consider. Now, I know Di doesn't have a chance to go out and garden much, but there is a wonderful journal called the Toronto Gardener's Journal and Sourcebook. It's put together by Margaret Bennett Alder, and I have spoken about this in the past. It's just a wonderful compendium of tips Mm-hmm. Uh, sources, where to get information, great gardens is it to visit. Canadian? Yeah, right oh, here in Toronto. Good. And it is available online. So you can just go to Toronto Garden Book, one word, torontogardenbook.com. You'll see the book, decide whether you want to purchase it. It is, makes an amazing stocking stuffer. Because the idea is you write it, you keep a diary of your mm-hmm. garden, but she's got such great information in it and wonderful photographs. And it's just a really, really wonderful mm-hmm. uh, um, book that she puts together. So excellent sources for information. And you can keep track of your own details. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. Torontogardenbook.com. Okay, I'm going to plug those numbers one more time. Just to let you know, folks, it's going to be a slow day, I think. Uh, no, but, you know what? Our machine's not working. Oh, yet. this is not working. Is yeah, that, okay. is that still, the deal? I'm still trying to figure it out. Oh, okay. It'll take a few minutes. Our little monitor that we have in the studio. Oh, we have a personal... We probably have oh, lots okay. of calls. We just yeah. don't know it. <laughs> we, just can't, we just can't see that. Okay, I understand Kathy will be speaking with us very shortly. So uh, until that point in time, let's say we uh, take a little break here for some commercial words, and be right back on The Garden Show from AM740 with Charlie Dobbin and Frank Proctor. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size, there's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem, well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM740. Alrighty, yeah, we have Kathy on the line right now. Charlie, so let's see what's on Kathy's mind today. Good day, Kathy. Hi, good morning. How are you? Fine, thanks. Good. What's on your mind today? Okay, I wanted to ask about my um, euonymus, a beautiful euonymus that's being slowly being killed by those little... Actually, I called in about it before. Uh, little, It's little white bugs, I guess. Well, actually, I think what you're seeing and you think of as little white bugs, that's actually the... the What's it called, Frank? You remember? Frass? Oh, frass, yes. Frass, which mm-hmm. is insect poop. But the <laughs> insect that's causing the problem is called scale. Oh, okay. And okay, that, that's right. Yeah, that's and the scale yeah, is slowly sucking the juices from the plant and slowly yeah. but surely annihilating your, your poor euonymus. Are they fairly old plants? Yes, yes, very old. And, it, and it's, but it's always been gorgeous. It's right mm-hmm. under our front window, and it, it covers the... The area of the house, right up against the house, uh, on, under our front window, mm-hmm. and actually, the the way we 
acquired it, <laughs> I believe, is because I do the gardening at my workplace, and I use the same tools, oh. and we got it at our workplace, and then I, unbeknownst to me, I, I didn't realize brought it home. Uh, that we were, you know, I, I, I knew there could be a transfer, but I didn't realize my workplace plants uh, g- were getting this... Uh, what do you call it again? Fresh. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> the insect was... is actually called scale. 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 S-C-A-L-E. Okay. Now, I do remember talking to you actually about this. And did yeah. you? Yeah, did you try? We had talked about using horticultural oil yes, as a way to try yes. and control. Did you try that at all? Or? No, I didn't try anything because I just don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I just haven't had time to do anything about it. So... I'm thinking it's going, the, my one at home here is going to die, so we'll probably te- tear it out. Mm-hmm. And, um, but my question was, I was wondering how soon we could plant another one, with, like safely. Hmm. You know, I would probably, that's a good question actually, how long would scale or any of its baby, you know, eggs or anything survive in the soil? Right. Hmm. I mean, theoretically, you should be able to replant immediately, but to be on the safe uh-huh. side, I wouldn't. I, yes, would, I, I would just, to be on the safe side, probably wait one full season. Mm-hmm. Uh, because mm-hmm. like, many, like many insects, they have a very distinctive life cycle so that eggs are uh, born at, or laid at a certain point, mm-hmm. and then they actually, little nymphs emerge from those eggs at a certain point, and mm-hmm. then they do certain things, become adults, and the whole process starts again. And it, scale have a very distinctive life cycle. Mm-hmm. And so I think the idea would be, yeah, if you can, you may find that even just cutting this plant way back, now okay. I understand it's probably, probably very big, but if you wanted to try and save it in the spring, what I'd be inclined to do would be to cut it back mm-hmm. and try uh, spraying it with horticultural oil. With that oil. Yeah, to try uh-huh. and annihilate. Uh, and that would be in like June, early June, mid-June that you would do that. Okay. That would be, if you wanted to, that might be worth an effort. But otherwise, uh, yeah, remove yeah. it, leave, and just do something temporary for, for one season and then come back and, and consider replacing okay. with euonymus. Is it the green and white variety that you have? Um, or is it green? Yes. I, actually, probably. I think it's the golden. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. and it's it's been beautiful, just beautiful. Right. Such a shame. Um, and so I might try that. Like, how far should I cut it back if I do the do the oil? Uh, I well, how tall is it now? It's um, it's about knee high, like uh, just over knee height, mm-hmm. and um, right up against uh, the wall, like our house wall, under the front window, and it's quite wide. Like it's one plant, mm-hmm. and it just spreads like it's um. Oh, it's got to be six, maybe seven feet wide right. and about knee high. Well, so you could cut it back to um, uh, about half the size that it is now. That's what I would do. Okay. 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 And uh, and then get some horticultural oil. and. That's uh, right. And you'll be able to get that in the stores now, but particularly you can get that in the spring. It's always for sale then. Okay. Okay. And uh, just and spray it all over, like in the uh, You're going to be very careful to spray uh, the bark, the mm-hmm. stems, and the mm-hmm. underside of the leaves, because that's okay. where the, the scale resides. Okay. Okay? Yeah, we might try that, because it's just kind of start, it's got the scale on one end, like one side, mm-hmm. and it looks like the rest of the mm-hmm. vine is, you know... It's a very slow-moving insect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it <laughs> takes, like, forever to go an inch. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's oh, the well. advantage of it, is that it's not something that flies away. So you're right. You can be selective in your pruning. And remember, okay. what you're pruning out, you right. remove entirely from the property. Oh, so, okay, so okay. there's still hope. Yeah, there is. <laughs> you, uh, Euonymus is a lovely-looking plant, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's the, is. The house we used to own in, in St. Catharines, we had a tamarack tree out the back, and a Euonymus mm. plant was growing right through it. And it was absolutely beautiful because it stayed green all year. That's great. Yeah. yeah my, my mom, in her backyard, she had a beautiful tamarack tree. Yeah. Well, the and, idiot uh, that bought our house chopped it down. Oh. 
I can't wow. believe it. Everybody in the neighborhood just, you know, destroyed it. Shocked. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, my goodness. I felt like giving him the boot. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me my house back. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's not good. Uh, I didn't mind selling the house, but I wanted that tree to remain, you know. <laughs> exactly. Gee whiz. Hey, right. hey Kathy, qu- thank you. I know you, you're, I'm only supposed to ask one question, but my husband quickly asked me, we, we have a, a beautiful um, Japanese maple, it, and it's in sort of like a huge, huge um, flower pot. Geno, Kathy, I'm sorry. We do oh. have lots of other calls waiting, okay. but you can call back. That's right. Okay. okay. And, and, and by all means, you'll probably get on the show again. Okay. okay. But thanks I, for your I, call, I must... Kathy. No worries. Okay. Thank thanks much. for the call very much, and Merry Christmas to you. Okay. Same to you. Thank you so much. All righty. Here we are, AM 740, the garden show with the patrolman proctor guarding guarding those. Sort uh, of asleep at the wheel there, but, but, you know, coming to, uh, you know, get to the job eventually. Exactly. Exactly. I shouldn't tease you. It is just a few days to Christmas, right? Thank you very much. Mm. Okay. Now we're going to be along to talk to Gladdy in just a moment here. First, a few words here at AM 740 Zoomer Radio. Daffodils and daisies. Bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And Frank Proctor, the sous chef of the garden, here with you on this 21st day of December. And uh, I was so quickly reminded and corrected, might I add, uh, that the official time that winter arrives, and thus days become uh, more than... Longer light. Thank you. Lately. Longer light lately. You tell me what I'm trying to say, because I I have no idea. (laughs) My my tongue got in front of my eye teeth, and I couldn't see what I was saying. Uh, (laughs) Gladdy, good morning, and welcome to the Garden Show. Good morning, Gladdy. And good morning, Charlie. All right. What's going on at your place? I have a uh, Chinese lantern mm-hmm. and a laburnum mm-hmm. that I'm trying to raise to put outside in the spring. And they're growing like weeds. And uh, now I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do because uh, they're getting large. <laughs> so these are obviously inside your house? They're inside, yes. Okay. So first and foremost, let me tell you that they should be outside. And the reason why is because these are outdoor plants. Right. Uh, the laburnum is the correct name for a lovely tree, commonly known as the golden chain tree. Yes, it's, it's got beautiful. Great, it's got shiny green bark mm. and these long, pendulous yellow flowers in the spring. Right. But it's a hardy tree. So by okay. keeping it in the house and treating it as if it's a tropical plant, it's just going to, as you've discovered grow like crazy. It, uh-huh. it does need a dormant period, and it won't get a dormant period by staying inside with you. Okay. Um, and it will grow like crazy. It might even end up just getting things like spider mites or <gasps> some, you know, indoor horrible, uh, you know, disease or pest or something. Now, it's hard to take it out now. Right. Because you need to kind of take it out slowly and gently. Do you have like an unheated shed or a yes. insulated garage or something? Yes. That's what I would be inclined to do. Okay. I'd be inclined to... <clears throat> If you maybe start it, if you have like a the coolest spot in your house, say is your basement. So okay. put it in the basement for a week where okay. it's going to be darker and it's going to be cooler. It will start to turn yellow. It start to lose its leaves. You know, make sure it's not suffering for water when you start right. this whole process, and then get it out into that shed. And if it just spends the rest of the winter, both these plants spend the rest of the winter in the shed, you'd be fine. Do I need to wrap it or anything? Or well, it depends what kind of winter we have. We know, uh, and even our last caller was just going to start talking about a Japanese maple in a pot. We know that plants above ground in pots will suffer more from cold than plants that are underground Uh because it's much warmer having the soil to insulate the roots. Uh So whatever you can do, number one, you make sure the plants aren't suffering for lack of moisture. If they're in a shed, of course, they're now being uh, protected from the wind and any, you know, sun that can really dry plants out. Then it's more a question what kind of, if it's 30 below outside, then yes, you're going to want some kind of blankets or burlap or something around these plants just to provide a little bit of insulation. If it's zero, like it is now, they'll be just fine in the shed with no protection at all. 
Oh, that's great. I okay. was trying to keep it warm. Yeah, don't. <laughs> don't. You know what? You, you'll regret it. <laughs> They'll I be will. too big, too and fast. The, and the Chinese lantern as well. Yes, exactly. Put them outside. That's right. And remember the Chinese lantern should go, when you do plant it outside, in a spot where you can control it. Because okay. this is a plant that's beautiful, very ornamental, but also very vigorous. Okay. Great. Also, another synonym for that would be invasive. I haven't seen any around around uh, oh, Brampton. Really? Okay, well, <coughs> they're they're great. They're, you know, they're lovely, and they are beautiful. You might, yeah, see them, but just yeah. So make sure it's in a controlled situation. Okay, thank you so much for your info, and thanks for your call. And I want to wish everybody a merry Christmas. Thank well, that's you. very you nice too. of you. Thank you so much. All the best from all the gang here at AM Seven Forty. That's right. Thank you, Gladdy. The AM Seven Forty family. That's right, and that's indeed what we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the terrific Troika is on well, the scene. Well, you, yes, yeah. we're, we're family. We're, you know. Exactly. Uh, James Patrick Dooley doing <laughs> a wonderful job. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, we have uh, Lynn on the line uh, in Uxbridge. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. I understand you're a first-time caller. I certainly am. Well, wait a minute. Let me ring you in. <laughs> there you are, just well, like Clarence. Well, welcome to the show. <laughs> okay, what's on your mind today? Uh, I've just been given a beautiful stephanosis, and I'm wondering if it will bloom just the once or if it will keep going. Oh, no, it should keep going. Now, it's actually called stephanotis. Okay. Okay, so if anybody wanted to look that up on the web or in a book, so it's like Stephanie, S-T-E-P-H-A-N, and then O-T-I-S, Otis. Okay. Wonderfully fragrant plant. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, Charlie has just shown me a picture yeah. uh, in one of her fabulous little books here. And boy, it's a pretty little plant. It is. And I was trying to go to the web where there's always great images. But, of course, we're having, for some reason, our computer, I think, has gone on an early Christmas holiday. <laughs> so it doesn't want to be very cooperative. But I do have my wonderful – it is really a great little Bible called The Houseplant Expert by Dr. D.G. Hessian, a British um, botanist. And he, well, then it's got to be good. The houseplant expert. It's got everything in it. But Stephanotis, secrets of success. Average warmth, so regular, you know, temp, you know, house temperatures, 55 to 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Uh, of course, light, keep it in a bright spot. Mm-hmm. No direct sun in the summer because it does tend to burn if it's in too hot a spot in the summer. But for now, of course, it can be right in a window. Keep compo- compost or soil moist at all times. Okay. However, water sparingly in winter. So it's one of those, yeah, it, when it's actively growing, as most of our tropicals are actively growing in the summer, we water a lot more than we do in the winter. Mm-hmm. Mist the leaves. Keep the humidity high. No drafts, no hot drafts, no cold drafts. Make a pebble tray to sit below the plant. A pebble tray is just a tray filled with pebbles, and then the plant sits on top of the pebbles, and you keep water around the pebbles at all times. The water evaporates around your, your tropical plant, and it alleviates the need for a lot of misting. Okay. All right. And yeah. you will find that when, if it, imagine it's blooming now, it okay. would make sense to feed it once a month when it's in bloom. Okay. All right. Good information. Thank you very much and, and Merry Christmas. Thank and you. And the same to you, Lynn. Good luck with yeah. that. It's a thank lovely you. plant. That was beautiful. All right. Calling in from Uxbridge. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. beautiful. Uh, actually, I used, to, I used to live, or Di and I used to live uh, Good halfway road. between, yep, Stouffville and Uxbridge. Right. Little, little uh, hamlet called Goodwood. Yeah, one of those blinkery places. Right. But it's so pretty up there. It's all like Christmas card yeah. country up there, right? Yeah, uh, little absolutely. Historical home. Not all of them. I, we had 14 and a half acres and I grew weeds. <laughs> I was going to say you were going to say you grew weed. You were <laughs> no, ahead, ahead of the, the, the game no. there. Although, I will tell you, I threw a party one time in the summer <laughs> and I offered, you know, some of the staff of the radio station I was working at that time, you know, a little plot of uh, their own garden. Uh. Well, wouldn't you know, one of the guys started to grow a little <laughs> pot out there. Yeah, unbeknownst to I, I didn't even know what they looked like, you know. And I was going, oh, he's coming along real good Look, with his plants. Yeah, look yeah. how big his big and, green plants are. And one of my buddies said, oh, jeez. You better get that stuff cleared out. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah, and now my son, who is a cop, he would know right away. Yes, but, he would have hmm, told you. There him. you go. <laughs> what, a, what an idiot I am. Well, it's okay. That's how we learn, right? We, David is next. And okay. David, you're a first-time caller from Brantford, true? Absolutely true. Well, wait a minute. There we are. Welcome. You're officially onto the show. Welcome Thank you and very much. Enjoy your wings. What's going on in your garden, David? Well, I uh, have a uh, 
what I think is a Majesty Palm, Charlie. I bought it uh, at a grocery store this summer for nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. and I had it on my patio outside. Of course, we've had a wet summer. Mm-hmm. Just grew and grew and grew. <laughs> it's probably about four or five feet tall now. I brought it inside when before the weather got too cold, mm-hmm. and it seemed all right. But then it started turning all brown. Now I have sent an email to you at c.dobbin at mzmedia.com, and I just did that about ten minutes. Ago. Oh, okay, great. Um, the instructions with the plant seem so generic. I've mm-hmm. kept it moist. Mm-hmm. I've tried to mist it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, as I say in the email, I think I saw like maybe a bit of a fine spider web on the branches, which I cleaned off. And I have sprayed it uh, in the past a little bit with some soapy water, but it's still, it's got a couple of green uh, branches. The rest of it is, just seems to be still slowly dying, dying very, very brittle. Okay. Well, you know what? That almost does sound a bit spider mite-like. The way I I usually... Well, there's two ways you can tell when you've got spider mite, because they're so small, you can't see them. You need a big magnifying glass to actually see the insect, but which actually is technically not an insect. It's a spider. But nevertheless, (laughs) somebody's going to say, she's calling a spider an insect. (laughs) It's an arachnid. Exactly. (laughs) Good for you. You got your eight legs. You got your six legs. So they're impossible to see with the naked eye, but you can see the webbing. So what I do with uh, any plant that I suspect might have spider mite is I move it so that if a plant is in between me and a window and by looking at the plant with the window behind you can often see the webbing. The webbing will obviously be towards either the bottom of the leaves or between the leaves. In any kind of a, an axle where leaf and stem come together, you will see webbing across that, that point. The other thing is that it, plants with spider mite have a certain look to them because the, the actual mite is sucking juices from the plant. And so the green of the leaf, when it starts to show the stress and distress of this infestation, it gets this grainy look. So the green starts disappearing in like a speckled Mm. pattern. So instead of a solid green leaf, you've got green with white speckles, for lack of a better term, actually appearing. And that's because of what the what the you know the spiders are doing on the underside of the leaves. If you are quite convinced that you may have spider mite, which you may, it is a really thorough soap and water spray. It's a, it's a, every crack and cranny of the plant has to be sprayed to the dripping point. So that's in the bathtub or somewhere where you can really spray because there's overspray like crazy with the soap when you're doing this properly. Um, Two or three drops of dish soap in a spray bottle? But or? it's got to be soap and it is a full... Oh, not- not, not detergent. Not a dish detergent. It could be a dish soap, but not a dish detergent. Okay. Okay. And it is a 40 to 1 ratio is what is your mix. So for every one teaspoon of, of soap, I believe it's a gallon of water. And you mix that up and you spray, spray, spray. Problem with palms is because the new growth comes from in the center, right. it's very hard to spray down into where the new growth is coming from. And that's and also spider might have a fairly quick uh, life cycle and the soap will not kill the eggs. So even uh, a thorough yeah. spraying once must be followed up with another thorough spraying within the next 7 to 10 days. Okay. And then on principle, I would even do it a third time 7 to 10 days later. But you paid ten dollars for the plant, so there's al- right. <laughs> there's always the option to say, "Okay, forget it. Outside you go, go enjoy the ice storm." I'm going back to the grocery store to get another one. Yeah, <laughs> I like cut that. Cut off the, uh, the the dead or dying fronds. Yes, do okay. cut those off. Remove them from pr- the property, and remember as well. Don't use regular tap water. Sometimes, like real aficionados of beautiful tropical plants, will use distilled water. Just to avoid the salt buildup and the fluorides and the chlorines and all the things that are in our water, they will use distilled water to Um, water their plants, and then they avoid all the brown tips. I have access to to natural well water, but, of course, it'd be very hard, but... You're saying distilled water would be better. Yeah, it's always better because you know you're not adding any unnecessary minerals or salts. And uh, can I give it too much water? Can that be a problem? You can if it's it's soggy. I mean, one of the ways we know we've overwatered a plant or a palm particularly, lay it on its side on some newspaper, pull the pot off and smell the roots. If it smells at all swampy or soggy, you know it's been overwatered. So at this time of year, all of our plants, generally speaking, want to be kept on the dry side. 
uh, we can really go, you know, like you had a good experience this summer when it was outside, lots of rain, no problem. Plant was using all that water. But now the plants have been slowing down. They're not using as much water. Okay. Okay, so keep it on the dry side. Yep. Use the soap and water. Yep. Uh, 40 to 1 mix. Yep. Uh, every 7 to 10 days for at least three times. That's it. And uh, don't worry about uh, not keeping it misted and moist all the time. Uh, misting is good, but don't keep it moist all the time. Okay. Okay. Misting is fine. Thank you very, very much, Charlie. You're very, very welcome. to listen to the show. Thank you. And it was my good friend and avid gardener across the street, Jim Dinsmore, that clued me in. Uh, Well, there you go. Uh, David, uh, before you go, could you be our weather uh, spotter in the Brantford area this morning? What's it doing out there in Brantford as far as the uh, ice storm uh, or pending ice storm? Well, actually, it's fairly mild. Uh, Last night, we thought we were going to have some freezing rain. I'm just walking to the door here. But... uh, it's just, uh, well, I could uh, probably stay outside for a couple of minutes and not suffer too badly. The snow is melting, and it's uh, a reasonably clear day, but not bright. Right. Very wow. concise forecast. Thank You'd you. You'd make a darn good yeah. weather forecaster. I think David's a me- <laughs> meteorologist in his yeah. spare time. We well, actually is. have, uh, very quickly, I'll tell you, uh, a very good weather station two uh, streets over on Kennedy Street. It's Branford Weather on Kennedy Street anytime, and uh, he does a fantastic job. Well, isn't that oh, great? Go. Thanks good for stuff. your call, David. Merry Christmas. Thank you. A very, very Merry Christmas to you all. Okay. Excellent. Thanks. Bye-bye Bye-bye now. David from Branford, first-timer, and did an excellent job of that forecast he for us, sure too. He sure did. Yeah. And he clearly loves his $10 palm. Oh, yes. He's just going to I, I like your suggestion. Heave <laughs> ho out the door. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Let me give the Compost. phone numbers again. Okay. Uh, in Toronto, if you're listening in, uh, it's 416-360-0740 to reach Charlie Dobbin. And then anywhere else in the province, gosh, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And if you'd like to contact uh, Charlie via email, of course, let me repeat that number for you, C. Dobbin, that's D-O-B-B-I-N, at mzmedia.com. There you go. Very well done. How did your uh, reading go last Saturday? Because we missed you. You weren't here. You were reading with the symphony. Well, yes, I had three performances uh, to do with the Niagara Symphony. What an honor. Mm. What a a wonderful orchestra. The first was uh, a a wonderful... um, uh, a little uh, animated cartoon and entitled The Snowman. Story of a little boy who builds a snowman and then overnight this, this guy comes to life and takes him on a trip up to see Father Christmas. And Oh, <laughs> it's just a wonderful thing. So I had the pleasure of narrating that. Uh, Laura Thomas, uh, Behind the Baton. And uh, then in the evening I did two selections. It was The Night Before Christmas mm-hmm. and uh, Virginia. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. And that with uh, Bradley Tetchuk, who is the um, premier or principal conductor mm. oh, wow. uh, for the Niagara Symphony. But so you I, weren't like singing this. This was no, a speaking no, role. No, this was a speaking role, yeah. and uh, I just love doing it. And uh, as I say, being with that orchestra, gosh, ah. they're so good. So that must Boy. have been great for the audience. So they got the story. Oh, yeah, and yeah. obviously your scintillating presence. And well, your... uh, yes, I sparkled on stage. I did. I uh, bet <laughs> you did. And just your, your delivery, I'm sure, was perfect. And then having the symphony as, oh. as a bonus. Well, the funny thing is, I don't read music. So thank God for my good buddy down there, Tim Dennis, who is doing the performances of the uh, two uh, evening things that I did. Uh, it was the night before Christmas and, uh, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. I stood beside him as we rehearsed and watched when, when he was reading the music. I gave a little couple of pause and marks Oops. with pencils and so forth. Because uh, he that reads got me music. Yes, I don't. So he knew when to come in and out. That's right. Whereas you had to just copy I had him. To, I had to learn it. Real quick, you know. <laughs> anyway, I bet you pulled yeah, it no, off. It was really it was wonderful, well. and uh, a special shout out to Candace Turner Smith, the executive director down there. Mm-hmm. She's uh, doing a marvelous job with the group. That's great. Good to hear. Okay, now where are we going to uh, next? Let Let's me see. see. I guess uh, Rick from White River. Oh, hey, Rick. Oh. Hi. Good morning. Good morning to you, fellas. Good morning. Fuck. <laughs> How's everyone this morning? Excellent. Very good, thanks. And you? Well, we're still, it's cold up here. I bet it is. How cold? Uh, it's about minus 18 this morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not much of a wind. It's been averaging around 25, 30 yeah. with the wind chill. Factor. I was going to say, it's warmer now than it was last week, isn't it? 
or no? Yes, it is. Yeah. The last couple of days have been pretty good. No freezing rain uh, forecast for you. You're strictly getting not. snow, I think. No. Yeah, I feel sorry for you guys down there. Oh, I know. We're going to hunker down, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a hibiscus. Uh-huh. I have more than one. I have before. But yeah. I, I bought this one last summer at the CT store, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a healthy, real plant, but it, it was um, a tricolor. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice, yeah. You know, but it, the leaves and everything never really, they'd come and they'd get wilty and they'd fall off. It would still flower, but it wasn't a vigorous plant. Mm-hmm. I've got it in the house now, and it's still is in the same condition. Struggling. My other ones are, are blooming with, with aphids. <laughs> mm. So uh, my question is, you, you, you talked about a vinegar rinse in, on the, in the pot at one time. You know, because I think the, uh, the disease or whatever is eating this plant is in the, is in the soil. Yeah. You know? I don't remember actually talking about a vinegar rinse. Well, cause... I think was, if you had the plant outside, yeah. you, 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 you made a vinegar rinse and you poured it in the soil and I guess it would kill them. Whatever it was. Well, you know what I'm I'm wondering? Like you mentioned, it's a tricolor. So what that means is that the grower who grew this plant took three different cuttings of three different colored flowers, plants. So probably a red hibiscus, a pink hibiscus, and a yellow hibiscus. Yes. Planted them all together in one pot and then trained them probably to either be braided or spiral together Mm. so that at the end of the day you have a big plant with three different colored flowers. And it's not obvious to somebody that there's three different plants in there. I wonder if it might be worth taking that whole plant out of the pot yeah. and examining what's going on. It could be that just the way the plant has grown, that it's actually strangling itself. Strangulation, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, because hibiscus yeah. are very vigorous plants. They, they, well, in the tropics, of course, they get out their chainsaws oh. to trim them back as hedges. And I just wonder if that could be happening because I know I've certainly dealt with a lot of hibiscus over the years, and mm. the roots are just serious. Massive. And and so it could be just that. Just just by chance that each of those plants is ending up strangling its neighbor or itself. Possible. And that would be a a way to untangle and trim and redirect those roots and see if that would make a difference. Because I doubt there's any insect in there Mm. causing a problem. Okay. You know, the only insects that really cause problems at root level for us are nematodes. And I don't think you'd have a big deal going on there. But, you know, certainly worth keeping your eyes peeled if you do try uh, unpotting it, as I suggest. A nematode looks like it's a wire worm. It just looks like a hair. I mean, they're tiny, very, very narrow. But um, they, they are obviously alive you'll see them moving those things. yeah I, i'd wait till christmas morning to do something like that <laughs> <laughs> good idea <laughs> jeez you never know what you hear in the show a suicidal hibiscus strangling itself my god who, who would have known who knew who knew <laughs> it's amazing oh, thank you guys for everything it's great hearing you every saturday morning oh uh, well, wonderful thanks for joining us from thanks white for river listening and yeah. have a wonderful christmas don't you too. stay warm eh <laughs> I am. I'm actually here, and I've got a nice coffee with some cream in it. That's oh. some kind of a B B Bailey's or something. Oh, oh, oh really? Ah, tell us more. Bailey's. Well, we envy you. I'm looking at James Patrick Dooley with a name like that. You know that he'd prefer one of your coffees. Something in his coffee, probably. Thanks, Rick. Hey, listen. Get everybody slow down the highways down there, right? That's right. You got it. Thanks for that. Take care. Good idea. Bye bye. Bye bye now. No, he's absolutely right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bozos. The hunt. <laughs> what, what, when was that? Last Monday or something? Two, an accident every two minutes on the I roads know, of southern Ontario. People are nuts sometimes, know. you know. They just they don't drive to conditions. I know. That's the whole deal. Those people. Now, yes, not, not you us. and I. No, no, no. no, no. Law-abiding, sensible citizens. <laughs> Lord, love us, not us. Um, <laughs> hey, we have to take a little bit of a break here. Uh, just let me remind you of the phone numbers one more time already. 416-360-0740 in Toronto. Then anywhere else in the province, toll-free, one 866 740-4740. You're listening to The Garden Show from AM740, live from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM740. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, here with you and Uta uh, from Toronto on the line right now. Good morning, Uta. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. Uh, I just heard that you said something about dish soap versus dish detergent. detergent. Yep. 
What's the difference? Oh, there actually is a big difference. Uh, And from an insect-killing perspective, soap works, detergent doesn't. When they invented detergent back in the 40s, uh, it's got – they, they discovered detergent, it's really just soap, with emulsifiers added in. And the, emulsif- excuse me, the emulsifiers in detergent make it so that when you wash greasy dishes, the grease uh. <coughs> excuse me, all disperses. <coughs> Whereas with soap, that doesn't happen. The, so- the grease all floats to the top. Oh, I see. And it makes got nothing to do with killing insects in terms of the grease, but <clears throat> soap coats insects. Detergent doesn't. It just washes. Now, can I take washes. hand soap for it? As long like as it's a, soap. The, the soap I use in the bathroom? As long as it's soap. Well, um, yeah, just make sure it is soap. Like, read the package. Oh, okay. <laughs> it would be liquid. Now, if you, if you go to, uh, say, uh, your local supermarket and you look for uh, hand soap, uh, as long as it says soap on it, I would think that would be the, the right uh, trick. Okay. Uh, okay. And and good luck, Uda. Thank you. Oh, thanks okay. for your call. Merry, Merry Christmas, both of you, and Thank all the you. best for the new year. Thank you. Are you a first-time caller, Uda? No. No, no, no I'm a second-time caller. Oh, right. missed my first bell, though. Oh, <laughs> oh well, do you want to get okay. late well, wings? just right. a minute. We'll get... Right. There we are. Be get you that second bell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Uda. Thank thanks you. for your call. Right. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas And be careful on the road. Yes, indeed. Slow down, Frank. You drive too fast. Gee, she's given me the devil even for something I don't do. Uh, well, well, why not? Well, okay. Uh, I do sometimes. <laughs> oh, hey, another first-time caller on the line, Louise from Waterloo. Yes. Welcome mm. to the show. Good morning. I, yes. Good, mor- good morning. I wouldn't miss your show for anything. Oh, well, isn't that nice? Wonderful. Uh, you, well, you, you, you told the uh, man about using distilled water, mm-hmm. and, and I do something else, and I was wondering if I do the right thing or not. Uh, Louise, just before you, could you turn down your radio? I think maybe that's where the problem oh. is. Look, oh, we're hearing kind of an echo, an echo effect. Oh, okay. Okay. Is that better? There, that's better. Um, and I melt the snow off oh. my my uh, deck out the back here, yeah. and I use that water all winter for, for uh, watering my plants. Brilliant. It's a very good idea. It's like uh, rainwater, right? And we many of us have rain barrels where we collect rainwater, and I know people that even empty the rainwater from the rain barrels and bring it in the house in the fall for using on their plants on the in the plants. winter. Yeah. Snow is same idea. So, yeah, no, it's a great idea. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Okay. A certain well, amount of work, and of course you've got to warm up that snow and then that water to get it to room temperature, but uh, it's, it's mm-hmm. far superior to any kind of treated water that you're getting out of your taps. Yeah. Oh, oh well, thank you very much. Oh. That's what I wanted to know. Excellent. Thank and you for joining the show, and hey, a Merry Christmas to you. And a, Th- Thank you. Same to you. Yeah, and Merry Christmas. God bless. Thank All you. right. Thank you so That's much. That's a good tip for, mm-hmm. you know, the snow's getting you down. Bring it in the house. There you go, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, like, boy, more shoveling. Eliminate the snow. <laughs> <laughs> There's always get, a downside, isn't there? Get I mean, rid of the snow, melt <laughs> it. Just get back at that snow. Show that snow who's boss. Show that snow who's boss. Well, <laughs> I know who's boss right now, and that would be James Patrick <clears throat> Dooley. He's giving me the high sign. Mm-hmm. We've got to take a little break here on The Garden Show from AM740. Charlie Dobbin holding fourth. And fifth, sixth. <laughs> I like the way you say that. Yeah. And, and, uh, tennis, anyone? Oh, well, no. Um, hey. We'll, what? Okay. Hit you. <laughs> She's starting to hit me. Oh, time for me to stop and go to a commercial. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got the garden show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And uh, Frank Proctor, along with Charlie Doppin, bidding you welcome and a happy uh, Christmas, Merry Christmas in advance. Marie in St. Catherine's calling in. Hi, Marie. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. I love your show. Thank you. Uh, I have a ponderosa lemon, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not very vigorous lately, this mm. year especially. How many years and, have you had it? Oh, probably 10 years. Oh, yeah, okay. And I was wondering... If I should uh, refurbish the soil in it, uh, my husband thinks it should be repotted into a larger pot, but the roots aren't coming out the bottom of it. So, and it's been in that same pot for the last ten years. I did change it out of the original pot into a little bit bigger pot, 
Mm-hmm. And you, the soil is very uh, porous. Mm-hmm. Right. So when it's, it dries out, the water just goes right through. Mm-hmm. But you've got a big saucer below, so you catch yeah. that water. Mm-hmm. Now, you know the roots aren't growing out the bottom because you can look, like you can turn the plant upside down and mm-hmm. see. Okay, so yeah. it's, how big is the pot that it's in now, roughly? Um, about eight inches. About eight inches. I think it's a great idea to repot that plant, but I wouldn't do it now. I would wait until February, March, that kind of time frame. Days are distinctly getting longer. Plants Mm -hmm. are responding to the longer days. Um, Frank has a puzzled look on his face. I'm hearing a bird in the background, I think. Yes. Yes. What's the bird's name? Siva. 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 S-I-V-A. Well, isn't that interesting? That's a nice name. She's a little parrot. Oh, well, lovely. good morning yeah, to Siva. <laughs> she shares the room with the lemon tree. There you go. Exactly. There I can you tell go. you've got a tropical paradise there in St. Catharines. Yeah. You don't just live in the banana belt. You actually created your own little paradise in it. So listen, what I would do is definitely do this, the repotting that I think your husband suggested. Like I said, a little, give it a couple months. Go one pot size up or potentially keep the same pot. But what you'll do is... Uh, have a have a 10-inch pot on hand, lay this plant out on a newspaper, pull the existing pot off, and take a look at the roots. Are they, mm-hmm. are you know, is it really uh, just a mass of roots and you need to go up, or is there still lots of room in that pot? If there's lots of room, then just scrub the existing pot, have some fresh potting soil ready, and, you know, give it, get all that mm-hmm. salt buildup or any of the, the junk that's inside the pot removed, nice mm-hmm. and clean, and then have that moist, fresh potting soil ready to go, and get that plant potted up again and you can start fertilizing at that point and I would just use an all-purpose flowering plant Mm -hmm. fertilizer uh, monthly uh, even every two weeks spring and summer and then depending on what it looks like in the fall it should be flowering Uh, the lemon trees is full of buds yeah the lemon trees will has one lemon on it great yeah so you that's what I'm saying is you'll keep fertilizing once a month like you'll you'll uh, shrink down the amount of fertilizer so every mm-hmm. two weeks in the spring and summer but once a month until it's finished flowering and then you because it, it needs a rest all mm-hmm. plants do need a rest mm-hmm. so once the flowering and fruiting is done then you really <laughs> no fertilizer at all for a good two yeah, months they overlap so yeah that's right exactly well so you just know though it, it does mm-hmm. it does have a cycle and to recognize yeah. that you want to support the cycle so feed when active and vigorous and lay back when it's slowing down okay so uh, would 15, 30, 15 be? Perfect. Uh-huh. It's my favorite fertilizer for flowering plants. And the leaves, some of the leaves are kind of yellowy. Older green veins. Yeah, older leaves, not a big deal. If they, a few of them turn yellow, because that's just perfectly normal. It's just a mm-hmm. plant, you know, shedding mm-hmm. older growth. As long as the, the yellow leaves are not on the tips. As long as your tips no, remain it, green uh, and fresh. The leaf stays on the plant, but it just... Um, it hangs. It's there. not as green as it should be. Yeah, Is but it those lacking in iron or something. Um, well, those leaves, like I say, older mature leaves, it's not unusual for them to slowly senesce it's called so they mm-hmm. slowly die and as they're doing that the the chlorophyll is dying and that's why you're seeing the yellow and it mm-hmm. can take months for some plants for oh, those leaves to truly just be done and drop if they're mm-hmm. bothering you the color isn't good or they're just unsightly you can nip those leaves off because they're not going to re-green they're not going to suddenly turn green again once they start turning yellow mm, okay okay Thank you, Marie, yeah, for uh, joining us. What type of soil should well, it? Uh, uh, just get a good, a good quality potting soil. Just an all, like an all-purpose yep, soil. Yep, yep. Let's make sure it's a potting soil. Potting mm-hmm. soil is for pots. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Marie, for coming. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. And Thanks. the very you same too. to you, too. I do believe we have time for one more call here, maybe oh. two if we uh, scoot right along. Mm-hmm. Helen on the line right now. Good morning, Helen. I love your show. Thank you. Good morning. I have a hanging ivy plant in my kitchen window, and all the leaves are green except one is pure white. Oh, neat, yeah. Have you heard of that before? Yeah, that's, you have a mutant. <laughs> Pardon? It's, it's just, a, it happens. It's a mutation. Oh, that's what it is. It's, a, it's an albino leaf. Oh, I see. Oh, I was just curious because I hadn't experienced that before. Yeah, it'll happen. And, and it is literally, a, it's called a sport. And it's, it happens in the plant world and, uh, frankly, in the animal world. It's not, not all the time, but it, when it happens, it's often very 
as you've noticed, really quite shocking. That's how pink grapefruits came into being. All the oh. grapefruits were yellow until one day one tree put out a pink gra- uh, whole branch of pink grapefruits. Nobody well, knows why. It was just a genetic abomination. And now <laughs> all the grape, everybody loves pink grapefruits. It's and just like us old folks with gray hair, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Yeah, so thank that's you, neat. Thank you, know. you so much and Merry Christmas. Thank Merry you Christmas for your call. to you too. And we do have time for one more call. Okay, we can. okay. Well, it's a first timer. That's why I'm no, anxious excellent. to get to Kleinberg, as a matter of fact. That's where Marcia resides. Welcome to the show. And uh, there's your little bell, Marcia. Hi. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Enjoy your show. Uh, My question is about Agapanthus or Lily of the Nile. Uh And um, I bought it two summers ago, and then last winter I brought it in and put it in a bright, cool spot, Mm -hmm. and it maintained its beautiful leaves all winter. I watered it lightly, took it out in the summer, um, but I had no bloom. And I brought it back in, put it in the same place, but I'm wondering what I should do so it will bloom next summer. Okay, so this is a great question. Uh, I am going to report back next week because it's going to take a little bit of information. Agapanthus grows from a bulb. Right. And off the top of my head, I think your best chance of success with the agapanthus is to allow it to have a dormant period. But what I want to do is report back the best order in which to do these things. Okay. They are lovely, blue, lovely blue flowers. I'm going to mm-hmm. show, show Frank a picture uh, of what they look like when they're blooming. And, yeah, that's the point of having them is to have them flower. Mm-hmm. They won't flower for very long, but nevertheless, they're gorgeous when in flower. Mm-hmm. So, And typically they will flower like late winter, early spring. So let me, um, let me look that up. And like I said, top of the show next week, let's lead off with everything you need to know about getting agapanthus to reflower. Terrific. Okay. Okay, boy, you're getting special treatment there here, Marcia. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, how is the weather up there in Kleinberg, by the way? Um, the uh, trees have crystal ice all over them. Wow. Hope yes. you've got a camera handy. That'd it, be a pretty It's beautiful, sane. but I hesitate to venture out with the dog. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, you're not that far from me. You're just slightly west of where I'm in, in Richmond Hill, and it was uh, pretty coated with ice when I went out this morning. So, yes, mm-hmm. be very careful if you're going anywhere. Yeah, I better feed the birds. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Or stay, uh, stay in the, snow, the slushy, snowy areas and stay off the, any sidewalks or pavement where they've tried to clean, and now it's all just pure ice. Mm, thanks for the tip. Right. Have a wonderful Christmas, yes, Margaret. Merry Christmas. You too. Yeah. Okay, thank you. We'll talk Agapanthas next week. All righty. Hey, Hey, good stuff. Been, 30 seconds, it's maybe. It's been a, a really a busy, busy show. Yeah, and it would have been a uh, would have been um, even a little smoother if we had a, a computer that wasn't uh, giving us the kind of glitches. Grief, as it grief. Were. good yes, word. Yes, Good grief. Oh, good grief. Oh, well, I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back here. Yes, um, later today. Later today, 1 o'clock, yes. and uh, we'll have the diner on. And mm-hmm. we'll you do requests? Of, uh, yes, yep. yes. Uh, it's going to be kind of fun. And James Patrick Dooley helps me out there. Oh, there you Help go. Help being the... Uh, Helps me out. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> In quotation marks. Yeah. Mm, helps Call me that out. Help. Yes. <laughs> All right. Helped well. me out the door is what he does sometimes. <laughs> anyway, uh, hey, a pleasure uh, being all you. the folks. With yes, you, Charlie. Yes. Yeah, you're the best sous chef, really, ever. Anywhere. Well, there you go. So, you know, thanks for all your support and help. Thank you, James Patrick Dooley. Thanks to all our great callers from all over the place. Good stuff going including on. Including Brussels. Yeah, exactly, including <laughs> Brussels. So, Belgium. Yes, indeed. We're everywhere. So, thanks, everybody. We'll see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.